Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The Square Ball Podcast. Welcome to the show. It's brought to you along with Levi Solicitors, who will do you a 10% discount on your legal fees at levisolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball. They're also doing 15% off um, for January 2023 on... Does Moscow know? Do you know? Do you know what they're doing 15% off on? Uh, just great things. You're correct. Michael, you know, don't you? <laughs> Convincing wills and probate. Correct. 15% off on those. And there is a new booking system online as well on the website. And you can do video calls for wills. That's exciting, isn't it? Don't even have to leave your house. I do. Details on all that, levisolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball. This is propaganda where we will check out some clips from the football world across the last few days. Uh, Moscow, welcome back. It's lovely to have you back. Happy New Year. How's is it going? That, is that how it is? Uh, yeah, hey. he's here, look. Hey, he's not seen him in ages. And you'll see he's in the lovely yellow away red kite kit if you're watching the video version on uh, YouTube. If not, if you're just listening. You can hear the rustle of it. There great, great material. Looking like an aged David Prutton. <laughs> so it's not one of uh, Admiral's best efforts. They've got a lot better. They have actually. Since yeah. then, they make some much nicer shirts now. Uh, yes, the square ball on that for that. Uh, right, then, should we get into it? And um, some of the fallout from Cardiff. Were you warned? By who? Well, you know, you know who. <laughs> Big man. Top boy. Yeah, top boy. Shall we just play the clip here and try and explain it afterwards? I'll try and explain it first. Because- I'll let you explain it because I also found this and just went, what? <laughs> <laughs> who is this man? What is he? So it's Dan Michael and Moscow, by the way, here on uh, on Propaganda. So this is, De- this is Del Boy Diablo. Uh, who appears to be sort of a, a good fella's wise guy meets Welshman. Is that the best way to summarise him? Yeah, maybe. Well, have a listen, see what you think. And this, I should say, this came from a, a longer video. I think it was about three and a half minutes, something like that. But I've tried to edit it down, giving, giving you a radio edit, minus uh, less of the padding. Leeds! Leeds United! Leeds United FC, talking to you! You already know who it is. The top lad. Uncle Del, Del Boy Diablo, Diablo TV. Um, so with that being said, what I urge you to do tomorrow, Leeds, behave, all right? Show some respect. You show respect to Cardiff. Because here's the thing, Leeds, you may be useful in a victory or defeat. If it's a victory, it's a victory. It prevents relegation and it's a victory. However, if the Cardiff gets irrelegated, Besides that, you're going to be on the top of another league. Forget about that. What's going to happen? The management. What's going to happen to the value of the team? Now you're in the lower league. There's less money. There's players. Duh. So there may be an effort. Nobody's told me this. There may be an effort underway to purposely devalue the CCFC and get the owner out 
and get the, the great Sam Hamam back in. But I'm still seeing what the climate is. Maybe I can go there and maybe I can talk to the, the Vincent Tan and maybe talk some sense into him and, and, and get the, the more cooperation going on. But in the meantime, Leeds, we don't need you guys coming in and, and disturbing what we got going on. So you stay in the escort and when you chant, you chant respectfully and maybe you won't get abused this time like you have in the past. But it's on you, Leeds. So make the right move. We were warned, weren't we? You've got to say, if somebody says they're your uncle, but you know they're not your uncle, yeah. stay away from that person. That's just a little advice mm-hmm. to any kids listening, and adults as well, if you never know who this guy's roaming around speaking to. But uh, It feels a bit different. So you know when you were growing up and you had an auntie who wasn't your auntie? Mm. Less threatening than that. Mm. Yeah, he does She's just one of your neighbours or your mum's friend or whatever. <laughs> he does look a bit threatening. Did you have an auntie growing up that wasn't your auntie? Yeah, a few. Who was it? Name one of them. Uh, Sue. Yeah, Vivian. Auntie Vivian, yeah. <laughs> Moscow. Susan Sausage, as she, as, she was, as she was known. I think she was called Potter, but I think as a, it was one of those childish things where you can't say the name properly when you're little, so it ended up sounding like Sausage or something like right. that. I can't, I can't quite remember why she was Thanks called Susan that, Sausage, but Thank yeah, you. there Thank you go. You. Thank Shout you. out to Susan Sausage. Yeah. Just give me good Christmas presents. Yeah. It's a passable impression of Mr. T, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's got some of it, but he, he, he doesn't seem able to quite sustain it all the way through. Did we disturb... What Cardiff are doing? He seemed worried about their equilibrium that we might mm. shake them up being twentieth. Mm. I think there or was. Do we leave them alone? The suggestion I think from listening to it is that they might choose to lose so they could get relegated. In which case, it would allow them to change the ownership. But we had to go there and be respectful mm. around all that. So, did I mean? Did they get the three points at the weekend? Or yeah, I think he misunderstood that. Bit. Yeah, I guess the other big question is: Did Leeds fans stay in the escort? Mm. And did we all six thousand fit in an escort? I think it's there was a big a, car. There was a big, um, a big run of buses. I think from one of the services. Apparently, that kind of escort. I guess so. As opposed to the telephone kind, yes. Were they respectful though? Um, is another question. Oh, Leeds fans are always respectful away from home. Absolutely, We're a great bunch. Of, I will say on his accent, the criticism we've sometimes faced for doing daft, generic American accents. Yeah, I've not done anything as daft as that. No. No, this this seems to be sort of a, a Latin twist to it, but it also felt like New York wise guy. Plus, if you if you listen carefully to the whole thing, there is Welsh keeps creeping in. So, and he's wearing Fred Perry as well. So he's he's kind of a he's got the the, the hooligan style mm. outfit, but he just seems to be a man shouting in front of a garage door <laughs> in somewhere, maybe in New York State. I don't know. Fair enough. Has he got a garage in constant use sign on it? I like uh, I, I, I like those. I hope so. I hope so. Uh, you've got a nice garage, actually, haven't you? Uh, yeah, it's a good garage. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's a good, spacious, solid, spacious. good solid garage. Yeah. Where should we go next? Then we've got quite a few to get through. So, well, sticking Cardiff because I did try to find some um, some upset people, but they, I guess, as we used to be, irregular podcasters. Right. So none of them had actually produced anything. Some some had not produced any for several years. When I, when I found uh, the kind of skeleton of of a podcast where, that someone once recommended, but yeah, there was not an awful lot. The only person I did find on YouTube was someone called that Cardiff City fan. He put one video on, and this is it, completely unedited. This is right. it, what he uploaded. This is us equalising. It's Not much happens. You can hear a bit of cheering, but mm. it's, it's probably worth it just for the payoff. And he's taking this from the opposite end of the ground, so the Leeds fans are fairly distant.
It's a child's voice too. Yes. Yeah. Oh, kids, child. kids swearing. Brilliant. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> I'm really pleased with that one. It needs no further build-up, does it? No further discussion. Just a child swearing. Well done, child. Uh, next then, Michael. Where are we going? Do we need to pick apart Leeds United? Or should we have some more fun with it? Well, we've got some Leeds feedback too. A few people mentioning Aronson, saying, healthy heart, Dan, saying, is Brendan Aronson no longer a good signing? He was awful tonight which was a fair point. A few people did point out um, his his failings. Uh, as much use as a waterproof tea bag since Christmas. Since yep. Chelsea, sorry, not Christmas. <laughs> much before that. Um, go Shark, though. He got in touch because I think a lot of Brendan's problems have been physicality-wise. He's if, not... If you're new to the show, Go Shark has some robust views. Y- yes, that's one way of putting it. Um, uh, and he's off, he's given Brendan an offer. Have a listen. That little yank badger Aronson is embarrassing now. He needs personal training. Let's have a look. Up. I'll do it gratis. Fucking little. There you go. Gratis. Gr- gratis. Yeah, I'll do it gratis. Yeah. <laughs> I'd love to know if that is a real accent. I hope it is. Wait, I mean, you weren't on the match ball, Moscow. What did you make of um, of, of our performance under Jesse? I've read your match report, but I get the feeling you weren't thrilled with it. Uh, no, we were pretty bad. <laughs> it's particularly first half. And it's been, I suppose, the theme throughout the last few weeks. Well, since the World Cup when you'd think that was the opportunity to sort everything out. Seems to be the time when Aronson has gone off the boil, um, so he just needs a rest. I don't think there's any... Um, we don't need to be rushing into him being a bad signing or anything like that. But yeah, every game seems to be just Marsh coming out at the end and saying, well, the first half was terrible because all the stuff I was trying to get them to do, either they didn't do it or it didn't work, and then we had to change some stuff in the second half, and that saved the day. So... That's not really a very good basis <laughs> going forward, particularly start, against... Start bad, uh, then try and fix it. I mean, the thing with... It it was quite different against Cardiff in that we were using Rasmus Christensen as an auxiliary right winger, and then the back three was Llorente, Strauch in the middle, and then uh, Furpo as the left centre-back. And then the, the final piece of that is if you look at Nianto and Somerville's average positions... They're stood next to each other on the left, so I don't know if it's some they are best of, mates. Yeah, well, exactly. Like they can leave each other alone uh, <laughs> during a match for ten minutes to give us a little bit of uh, <laughs> room to play. You can't, you can't get in the way of a bromance. Sorry, but the uh, the the problems then all sort of carried on around because we just couldn't get the ball to Christensen, so he was just standing on the right wing being useless. If we did give him the ball, he couldn't control it. If he did control it, he couldn't give it to anybody. So none of that was working. Aronson, I think, looks bad. Were perhaps worse than he has been because he was just kind of standing in the middle with Gelhart going like, what do we do? Because they keep giving it to Rasmus and he's not doing anything with it. Um, and it occasionally would go to Nonto and Somerville and uh, if they got into the box, I mean, Nonto just kept diving. So that wasn't good. We did it once. Shall um, we um, Should we do the classic shit sandwich here? Because we've had some fun clips there at the start. We've all, we've all had a nice time. Should we do the Legion United bloodletting quickly and then move on to the entertainment stuff again at the end? So let's, should we get the bad out of the way when it comes to Jesse? Because a lot of people are unhappy with Jesse at the minute. On Rasmus, actually, I did. Um, I was reading Wacko with some uh, some discussion of him and people suggesting we should use him as a centre back. Having watched that performance, because they were like, his, his touch isn't clearly isn't good enough to play as a as a right back, and so he could maybe slot in as a centre back. But then you think, oh, but he's, that's not his position. Surely he's going to be worse at that. Well, so the lesson of the the first half and then 
going into the second half when Furpo was one of our best players was we'd set up with Rasmus on the right wing, set up with Furpo. If we want to do this asymmetrical formation, set up with Furpo on the left wing, play Ailing as a right centre-back, which we know he's good at. You're in a Strout pushing across or Verba if he's coming in as less left centre-back. And maybe that would work better, having a player who is actually good going forward, mm. going forward, instead of Christensen, who appears to be chronically bad going forward, going forward, which does make you wonder why we went into the, the game, having spent a lot of time working out the tactical plan, putting our worst attacker and making him the, the centrepiece of our attack. So Moscow says Junior Furpo is the answer. Well, listen, we've got we've got a Furpo-related clip, and I know we've had things to say about Junior Furpo. Many of the fans are not necessarily completely taken with him just yet. Some other fans have been talking about him, but we'll get we'll get to that because let's do the lead stuff first. But as soon as the other fans were talking about him, I went, "Hang on a second, you don't talk about my junior like that." <laughs> first of all, then let's let's get the bad stuff for Jesse out of the way. Then who's the uh, the person who has uh, some for- more forthright views? Louis his ha- his house. L- Louis his house. Louis his house. This, this something one. like that. We only ever look good when we're behind and we ditch the game plan. The wide men get wide. They run at each but people. You know. There's fast football. It's not all this frantic fucking pinball in the middle. He's dragging us down. He's dragging us down. He's making good footballers look shit. The system's a fucking failure. Smugging his press conference afterwards, distancing himself from the players. It's their fault. That's not what fucking Leeds managers do. That's what Frank Lampard does. Quite ironic because I was watching on telly and one of their players sounded like Billy Jean and... uh, if I was uh, Jesse's dad, I would be saying he's not my fucking son. Cheers. Fuck off. Wow. <laughs> Jaden Philogene. Oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, no, I wasn't expecting it to get quite so aggressive there towards the end. No, it, he went all in. I think it was probably the strongest one we got in terms yeah. of Jesse criticism. So, yeah, there was there were varying degrees of it, but that was the top end. I can't remember who to uh, give the credit for this to, but somebody did um, use the term Yank Lampard, didn't they? <laughs> I emerged yesterday on Twitter, which is... Is it unfair? Possibly. Um, Jesse doesn't. He doesn't quite throw his players under the bus in the same way as Lampard does. He? he tends to. He tends to caveat it a bit with like, "Well, we worked on this and it didn't work." Yeah, and but for you, whatever you, reason that may have been. But Michael, have you seen the, the tweet of the video of him prancing around in front of the West Stand saying they're scared and stuff like that, <laughs> talking no. to fans? Yeah, it's not. He was shouting at the bench, saying that the players, pointing at the players, and saying they're scared. Why are they scared? And it is probably a key, crucial component of this whole thing and how it's not working because what would frighten a player most going on the pitch is being sent out to do something that a you wolf. don't... Is being sent out to do something that you don't think is going to work. Mm. And, or, or a wolf. And then we're having to change those things on the hoof in the games. And I think that's maybe a big part to do with it. And on throwing players, I thought his comments on... He was a bit back and forth about Pascal on there. Sunday afterwards because he was he was saying that basically everything started to go wrong when he played that back pass to Robles and then when he was talking about um, he said from then on we lost control and then he was asked about giving him the captaincy and it was one of the most Jesse Marsh things I've ever heard because he said um, uh, I thought that Pascal was uh, really good before the match <laughs> so <laughs> that's the toy cast shaking hands handing over a pennant greeting the mascot all brilliant and then he said in the game he was okay but really good before the match. So there would, would be else saying he had respect for the Japanese people when asked, when asked about Idiguchi. Yeah, well, yes, Idiguchi did credits to uh, the Japanese people, didn't he, for the way he behaved? We should uh, we should mention Pascal as well because he's he's 
graduated from big sexy pirate to big sexy captain of a ship. I suppose they? so. I'm not sure he'll be um, captaining it again for a while after that. He has, it's yeah. been suggested he's lost his powers though. Samson like because he's he had his hair cut. Yeah, he missed a good chance as well. Then I? I was. Oh, I, was thinking, I think I was saying at halftime if if this had been uh, verb. Are we going with verber or vuber? I've heard it's vuber, isn't it? Vuber. Vuber. If if that had been, imagine his performance. As a done, debut. Done as a debut. Everyone would have been like, oh my Christ, what the <laughs> fuck have we signed here? <laughs> there was a bit of um, system problems there as well because uh, when I was listening to the match ball and the mistake that uh, Pascal made for the first goal, there's an element because we were three at the back in possession and then we were trying to get back to four so Christensen has to come sprinting back when we're um, being attacked and transition is a weakness when we're uh, the other team are running at us. So Cardiff start running at us Christensen is running back to make it a four. Strauk is having to, I mean, Furpo's just disappeared at this point. Strauk is having to change. He's a free spirit from being um, From being a left-sided centre-back in a three to it's going to become a four. When Rasmus comes back, he has two runners behind him. And I think he thinks one of them, I think the one who takes him by surprise, he thinks, right, I'll go with this one. And Urente, as we're all shuffling over, because Christensen comes back, Urente's coming over and Urente will take him but Urense is not on board with that because he's thinking about something else. And the whole thing is just this complicated setup that Cardiff could play through. Diego, <laughs> um, yeah, so what do you think Diego uh, was thinking about? A nice wedding he went to in the summer? Well, it could be. Why the hell are we doing this? Super Mario Brothers? This mad um, formation against Cardiff when I think some of the credit in the second half was that we went back to just doing what we normally do in games, which is two centre-backs staying back, two full-backs uh, going forward pushing the opposition back um, because it's only Cardiff and we don't have to worry about them um, attacking against us too much and we looked a lot better so kind of just going back to the normal thing but it did seem I wondered if the first half was a bit of a preview of how Marcia said we might play if we're involving Vilba more in which case uh, I don't think that's going to work A lot can happen in the next three years like a chatbot maybe your new best friend but what won't change needing health insurance United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. So if the defence is the problem, maybe we need to get that Dorking Wanderers manager in. So you know they conceded five goals to Oldham. I was surprised to see they were in the same division, actually. 
Are they really? Yeah. I thought that was like some sort of... <laughs> They're in the same division. Up. Right, because uh, you may have seen this clip doing the rounds. It strikes me that maybe the, the level of media training as you drop down the leagues is perhaps not as high as it might be, let's say, in the, in the glossy world of the Premier League, because this is why he explained his team had conceded five to Oldham. There's no way of dressing up the situation. You know, um, in, in honesty, you know, Oldham have won 5-1 because we are shit at defending. Which seems very honest and open. <laughs> yeah. I've got it's respect It's, it's pretty that. straightforward. You've got to bear in mind with Dorking, they do have quite an active uh, TikTok presence. So I'm not sure how much of that is a lack of media training and how much of it is, like, oh, okay. this is good media training. So, the, the, the wakey winds of non-league. Uh, a little element of that, yeah. You know, but you can never tell these days who's kind of um, on top of things and who's not. The Wakey Wines reference there is for that drink Prime, isn't it? Mm. Can you explain Prime to me as somebody who sort of knows what it is, but don't really? Oh, I, I want to explain it. I want to explain it in Normanton just, terms. It looks like you're, a, you're down with the kids. You're on TikTok, Moscow. It just looks like a normal energy drink that for some reason people are willing to pay like 20 quid a bottle for. Right. Strange. Because of some YouTubers did it. Should we look at Where are YouTubers? Listen. Oh, that's got true. A glass of lemonade here. Do you want this? Do you want this? 100 quid? <laughs> yeah, anyway, yeah. It's wait. got my DNA in it. I think it's put Wakefield on the map. Um, it's not probably culturally where Wakefield was aiming to be. You know, there's a. There's I, a I always felt Wakefield should be celebrated for its uh, for its category A prison. It's it's a good good prison actually. It's a good solid prison. Isn't it, it is a good prison. Yeah, no, prisons need to be solid. I mean, it's always brought in the big names. It has. Yeah. It has. Anyway, um, make a good uh, museum one day maybe. Although mm. you'd have to release everyone in it, which probably pose a bit of a problem. I wouldn't for release now. them. I'd maybe move them somewhere else. Yeah, releasing them could cause problems for Wakefield's reputation. Mm. That's all I'm saying. Um, just going back to this then, Dan's been in touch, um, who, you know, we've had the uh, the yin there of um, of people criticising Jesse's setup. Let's have the yang now, shall we? Well, let's look at positives from that. Uh, we didn't lose. We got a nice last-minute equaliser, which is always good. Uh, it is against Cardiff. In fairness, I did actually back us to lose 2-1 and cashed out uh, when we scored our first uh, comeback goal. Uh, I'm glad I did. <laughs> I didn't think we, it had last... Um, but yeah, I'm glad. I think the course is broken on Cardiff. Now we can take them back to Ellen Road, spank them. Uh, Maxwell with a hat trick. Uh, yeah, and and Jesse got a subs right today, which is is good. So there we go. There are the positives. We didn't lose. Yeah, and it was nice, wasn't it? At the it's end? Better than Bale's forever managed. Correct. Should we move on to defending Junior Furpo then? Because uh, was it Junior's best game for us? Quickly then, before we listen to the clip. The second half, he was he was genuinely useful. He should have scored a goal. Did get an assist. I'm going to say should Scott should have scored a goal. I don't mean in that usual junior fair push should have scored a goal, but blasted <laughs> it over the bar way. Had a shot that was going into the goal until it was illegally stopped. Yeah. So that was good. Didn't have to do any defending, which was probably a, a help to him because mm. that's where he's he tends to be at his worst is when you you see someone running at him and it's just soul destroying to, to watch them, someone stroll past him. But no, I thought he was I thought he was good. In that found his half. level. Yeah, I mean it. We did. We were literally camped in that half, weren't we? It was well, not literally, because that'd be tense. Yeah. Um, so you said you've said literally, I know, there, I, like all the kids do. I know. I have. You hate yourself, don't you? Yeah, very much so. Uh, <laughs> we were we were in their half for the entire game. They didn't have any breaks, did they? As far as I can remember, no. And he was he was good in the same way that he was good in Marsh's first game away to Leicester. We lost one 0 I'm sure he had a shot that nearly went in in similar style. He was in the penalty area shooting. And Nelly scoring. Um, and I can't remember if we, should we have had a, did we think we should have had a penalty handball in that game? It was a long time ago. The Leicester one? Yeah. Let's say yeah. Yeah, probably. There's bound to be some injustice. So there is, uh, the problem he's had this season is just disappearing in pre-season because it was going to be the 
the big, this will be right, he's had a year to um, upset us, sort out summer, uh, get fit, come back, and he just got injured at Blackpool straight away and um, hardly seen him since. So he's, I think he had that, he had one game in the cup, didn't he? Did he play against Barnsley and he was pretty bad? But he's had limited opportunities to upset us, mm. which makes me think his recent, like his current reputation is maybe there is room for a reset there because we don't have any recent evidence that he's terrible. Um, <laughs> it's all historic. And he's not really had the ch- he's not had the chance to put it right. This was going to be recent's doing a lot of heavy lifting there. This was going to be the season when we were all ready for him to turn it round. And the biggest problem is he's not played, so we've not seen him turn it round. Um, and we had half a game there where he looked pretty good against. And it's hard to say because you put an asterisk against everything because Rodrigo looked brilliant when he came on, but then you go, well, it's only Cardiff, but you know whatever. And you know he's only scored eleven goals, so it's it's all um, you got to give them the the credit for doing what they do when they do it. I like the, I like, I like the yeah. idea that having some time between seeing you're bad at something means you might have got better at it. Just like when you don't well, play football for ages, <laughs> then you turn up your five aside, you think, oh, maybe I'm, maybe I'm going to be all right this I've time. I've improved because I've thought about my nope. game. I've thought about my game. Yeah, I've had a lot of things. I've probably, I've probably developed mentally. <laughs> nope, still still an awful touch. And they say a lot of, the, you know, the first yards in the head, isn't it? Mm, I don't think, like, you might think, oh, maybe, maybe I'm better at singing now. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> right, we've got some um, we've got some Stevie Nicol on the way. Chelsea, Southampton, and West Ham first. What was the Aston Villa problem with well, uh, well, Furpal? Well, this is it. I'm just going to say let's de- let's defend Junior because we were trolling, weren't you? You found this one, Michael. Mm, I was listening because they obviously lost to Stevenage in the last minute, so I thought they'd be upset. They were a bit, but not comically because I think they can kind of see that the Emery things probably working overall. Yeah. So they were they were a bit. Um, I suppose in the same way as we were a bit dejected after losing to Crawley, but not heartbroken. But I did come across a bit of Junior Furpo slander. Which immediately, I heard this, I thought, you leave him alone. I'm not trying to be disrespectful for Stevenage, but a Premier League team at home to a League 2 team, however well they're going in League 2, should not be losing, and they definitely no. shouldn't be losing. I when think international is like... like Leeds 88 went... minutes, mate, the game was 1-0 to Villa. So they Leeds definitely should be going out. Cardiff. Leeds went out against Cardiff. They were 2-0 down with a team of kids. Oh yeah, they're they're backlighted or ain't they strike uh and okay, junior football. So they're really only playing with ten people. Um and even Leeds fans will admit that about, about, about football. I'm not sticking the boot in there. I think you bloody well are. <laughs> I think you're sticking the boot in. But, yeah. Um yeah, Leeds fans do say that <laughs> do say that about Furpo. And also, I mean, didn't he just say we we were down there with a team of kids and then listed all the players who were not kids? Yeah. Because there were not that many kids. And we had that from Mark Hudson, Cardiff's manager as well. He said, Well, you look at what uh, Leeds were able to bring from the bench to win that game. You know, it's all right being able to bring on Rodrigo, isn't it? But who else, who came on with him? Matthew Joseph, Max Verber has never played here before, Cody Drama, who admittedly is the best player Cardiff have ever had, and um, Sonny Perkins, who came on and uh, won, uh, well, won the draw. Uh, <laughs> the old classic draw win. <laughs> uh, didn't look particularly happy about it. <laughs> I, I did also pick up from this that Villa have actually got a worse... FA Cup record than us. I just kind of assumed ours was the worst in the in the world. But no, they've lost um, in 2016-17. We got to the fourth round. They went out in the third. Right. That showed them. So there you go. I mean, they've got a slightly more respectable bank until until Stevenage. Their, their defeats had come to Man United, Liverpool, Fulham, Swansea, Peterborough and Spurs. Whereas we do have um, Crawley, Newport and Sutton on our list. Yeah, I was going to say that year when we got to the fourth round. But what's in a name? They went out in the third round to Tottenham. Yeah, we went out in the fourth round, so that's our proud achievement to Sutton. It'd, it'd, it'd yeah, have been better to go out to Spurs in the third, wouldn't it? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but we would have got more prize money. That's the question. 
we would have done so. Sutton. That's the real quiz, isn't it? Maybe so. And as far as I'm aware, I don't think a reality TV star ever appeared in any of their, <laughs> their games just to rub salt into the wound. To be like, I know um, Sutton had that goalkeeper who was uh, fined, wasn't he, for eating a mm. pie, um, but he was a reserve goalkeeper. We never... What's worse, to have been knocked out of the FA Cup by Steve Evans or have been managed by Steve Evans? <laughs> what do you feel was the greater crime? There's a lot of shame involved in both, isn't there? It's Maybe that's one for the uh, the therapist's couch. Um, are we the unhappiest fans in the league? I saw a brilliant tweet, and again, I, I wish I could credit the person who, who uh, put it, but they said they come to the conclusion that nobody hates Leeds United more than Leeds United fans. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it just really tickled my bones, did that one. It's... Um, it's very true, isn't it? And we don't hate Leeds United. I think there's just a lot of self-loathing there about... Uh, I just hate the way they make me feel. Yeah, that's it. Most yeah. of the time. Yeah. We hate loving them. Indeed. But this week proves that there are many other unhappy fans. And it's nice to know that our... I think our mania is not exclusive to us, is it? Like, for example, this is West Ham TV after their game. A little bit better today. A little bit more fight. It was a little bit better, but I feel like it's just the same thing week in, week out with Moyes. It's just poor tactics, poor management. I just don't know where we're going to go from this. I know we've got a draw. A draw is a draw, point to point, but we should be getting three points out of games like this. I think you should have gone for the jugular. I mean, when we put pressure on Leeds, they really struggled and that's where we got yeah. our goals from. That's what I mean. You know, go at them. Go at them. What we've got to lose, you know. You know, we're 17 from the league and we're struggling. You know, just go at them. We've got nothing to lose, but we just kind of bottled it in that second half. Really did. I feel like we just we kind of just let them go at us and... It's concerning, mate. You know, I've, I've been West Ham through and through from all my life, but I just, I just can't see no out of this. I, I really do feel like we're, we're struggling massively, and I can't see no end until Moyes is gone. Then I think no end, no end for them. Southampton, they, uh, they did actually beat Palace in the cup, didn't they? But this is from their, their last league game where they lost at home to Forest. So this is match day vlogs. They, there's no end for them either. St Mary's empties. But this is the worst Southampton I've seen. Oh, this is by far and away, by far and away the worst Southampton I've ever seen. This is worse than... Pellegrini. This is worse than Steve Wrigley. This is worse than when we got relegated in 2004. Oh, goodness sake. This will be the last action. Prousey with a free kick. Nowhere near close enough to shoot. Is that Baz up there? Baz is up. Zunu. And there it is. Send it. Sum up the nil. Forest one. We're done. We are done. It's over. <laughs> How bleak is that? <laughs> and Forest losing to Forest as well, who's uh, approached to sort of carnage, transfer carnage. I'm not sure. I still can't decide if that's going to work out for them or not, but I feel like they've got too many unhappy players. Like there's an atmosphere developing at, at Forest that could backfire on them. That's why I'm a little, I'm quite calm, although things aren't going well with Leeds we just don't have the sound of despair about us we're, we're more angry because we want better mm. whereas I, I tune in to what Southampton are doing what's happening at West Ham although they did beat Brentford in the Cup and then Everton as well where there's got that real kind of desperate feel of it's not angry about not being better it's panicking that this is going to end up in the Championship and as long as they all stay on that track I'm pretty comfortable as long as we don't have Nathan Jones in charge, which I mean, you know, I know our manager has his shortcomings and um, opinions go both ways, but Jesus Christ. It's what Nathan Jones would have said. Exactly. Yeah. It's, what he, it's who he needs. <laughs> that is an absolutely, it is a wild appointment, isn't it, based on his previous record? I, I don't know why they've It's like that. Kevin Nichols. He only works in Luton. Well, yeah, don't, I mean... Don't take him outside of it. Southampton is sort of trying to supercharge a 
a Brighton model or something where they've signed a load of 19-year-olds and they've got a youth coach in charge and then they don't seem to realise that you actually need to stay in the Premier League for that to uh, work. They're finished. Speaking of Brighton, mm. should we speak about Graham Potter? That's going well for him. Brighton, yeah, Chelsea, you mean, as he is now. Yeah, but they obviously nicked him, get yeah. a good promising young English manager in, then immediately want him to go. And, and Brighton, I mean, with the word smug was mentioned, it was Marsh being smug. How smug is it to let uh, Potter go to Brighton and then just go like, well, we got a better one. <laughs> Potter <laughs> Not... goes to Chelsea, you mean Potter goes to Chelsea? Yes, yes, sorry. So yeah. Potter leaves and Brighton just seamlessly to go, it's fine. This, this mean, guy will do better than you ever did. I mean, Chelsea singing about a past manager, demanding that their owners spend money. I mean, ridiculous behaviour, isn't it? We'd never do that. 20 years, Roman built a team and boiled his ruinous. And Potter is looking clueless. He don't know what to do, man. No one's happy. If you're happy with that, I don't know what to say. But surely you've got to put some blame on the players as well. I know I know that Potter's come in and Bowley's come in, but it's the players as well. I mean, they're on the pitch. Every single one of them may need to take responsibility. But Bowley, Bowley is trying to run the club like an American football franchise. This is not good enough, right? We want our two back. Who do you think got us in this mess? Chelsea. Tuchel got us in this mess. Tuchel got us in this mess. Respect. There you go. Listen. Tenth in the Premier League, and it goes on. I might just start following badminton or something. We've got some more Chelsea. We've got some more Chelsea and propaganda extra, haven't we? As well. I like how he calls him Boily. Todd Boily. So what would you? Is he well, Bowley? He's, he's Bowley, isn't he? Everyone, well, everyone else seems to go with Bowley, but he calls him Bowley like he's he's called Todd Boyle. I don't think he respects him very much, does he? <laughs> Do you see that the uh, the Spurs supporters trust have written to their ownership, concerned about the direction that they're heading in, and they are what fifth? They're in the Champions League, and I looked as well. They spent 150 million quid on players in the summer. It's not good enough. It's not enough, is it? In fairness, it's never enough, is it? We're the same. They just unless you've got um, obviously a real top guy like Abramovich in charge. Yeah. A real stand-up. It, it really, everything he built with love and affection mm. and definitely not with a load of dodgy money. Yeah. Not at all stolen from the people. Over, a, over a couple of decades. He was just such a, such a lovely bloke. Yeah. And, and now it's all being ripped up for what? Just because of... A few war just crimes. Of bloody <laughs> sanctions. <laughs> right, let's uh, move on to Steve Nichol. In fact, let's not just move on to Steve Nichol. Let's climax with Steve Nichol here because he's hurt his finger. Uh, Steve Nichol, we should explain, is an ESPN pundit uh, over in the States. And I'm starting to think he's lost. Maybe he's had a bang to the head. He doesn't quite know what he's doing there. But he's become well, they had so- the near drowning, didn't they? We've, we've discussed that before when yeah. he was at Sheffield Wednesday. Ended so maybe up the, a- the lack of oxygen to the brain has stayed in a, with, you know. in a lake. Yeah. Um, what a character he is. Former Liverpool defender. Very, very, very bleak outlook on life. Seems to hate football and everything associated with it Parker loves crisps, crisps. Does, doesn't <laughs> but, hate crisps but does love crisps yeah and shepherd's pie he likes shepherd's pie yes um, so that's the uh, that's the build up for Steve Nichol what's happened this week Michael he's got an infected finger the old and right. w- what would you do if you got an infected finger I'd go to the doctor and get some antibiotics let's just listen to Steve dealing with it okay do you want to show everyone your finger while you're no, thinking? No, please. No, no. Stevie's got an infected finger. It's beautiful. <laughs> I'll tell you what, it's killed. <laughs> oh, it's yeah. bust. Oh, 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 o
as his boss. I wondered what When did that happen? Is that what that smell is? Yeah. God, oh, that's what the smell is. Oh, I wonder what that smell was. No! Did you smell yes, that? Like, no! No! Dan, can you tell us how Stevie's been fixing it? Was it, was it boiling water and bread he's been putting his finger yeah, it's in? It's called a bread poultice. Stevie, do you want to go to the bathroom and sort yourself out? <laughs> What's going on? So he's put... Do you want to smell Steve's finger? Did you, have you ever heard of a bread poultice? Uh, no, but I have now because you've put it here on the prep sheet and I still don't know what it is. So it's, it's, it's a bit of an old-fashioned thing. It sounds like something from the Middle Ages, the, yeah. the, based on the description here. There are many different ways you can make a poultice. You can do it with like porridge or some people do it with linseed and herb. It's a kind of an old-fashioned way of getting... can be used for burns, actually, one thing. So I did wonder if he'd, having set a hair off, he might slap some some wet bread on <laughs> Gary Amblett's. Poor wife, as well as uh, <laughs> just to add to the third degree burns, but yeah. So you put it, you kind of put bread in hot milk or hot water, and then you lay it on a an infection, and it draws out some of the infection. Right. Is the idea okay? I know healthcare is expensive in America, and which is where he's he's now living. But someone tell him about antibiotics or like germaline. Yeah, do they not have any of these any of these products? Just put a bit of cream on it. <laughs> a bit of cream on it. Probably fine. So, it's, so it's, whether or not it's the poultice or the finger itself, that so he's got some soggy, has... soggy, mouldy bread on his finger. Yeah. All right. Anyway, so he goes off to to fix it, and then he comes back. <laughs> They're trying to discuss Champions League places, and Stevie comes back and he discovers a bit of either finger juice or poultice is is now on the desk. I mean, who knows what it is? Let's find out. Yeah, but is that? Yes, yes, that's bread. your stuff. Oh, but... man. Who is the favourite? Who's the favourite for the Champions League alley if you had to predict now? Stevie's finger. God, that smells. <laughs> yes, it does. It, do- it smells like dog duct. <laughs> Did not expect that at all. <laughs> smells like dog duct. <laughs> Football coverage is supposed to be glossy, you see. The studios and the sets and the presenters and all this—they're all glamorous. It's great, though. I love you know, it. High definition, 4K, and he's—he's a—he's a 720p man at best. Isn't having he, come, Stevie? having come to us though, being miserable about Bielsa and thinking <laughs> he was—he was no fun at all. He's great. You don't see anyone else saying the finger stinking dog dirt. <laughs> the use of the phrase "dog dirt" is good too. It's very, very 1980s. Mm. It feels like Steve sort of... Dog muck. His head, his, his head sort of lives in the 1980s and has never moved out of that, that era. Or 1880s when it comes to his <laughs> medical treatment. <laughs> to his poultice, yeah. Oh, thank you for that, Michael. Smells like dog dirt. We will wrap up um, Propaganda. There's some more um, clips and a bit of chat over on Propaganda Extra. What we're going to be talking about? Captain. Big sexy pirate captain. Mm, or not? Olim Cooper or maybe Adams. All right, we'll do that then, uh, over on Propaganda Extra, so members look out for that in your feed. In the meantime, we'll see you soon. The Square Ball Podcast. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. 
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.